Welcome back to Gotta Be Done, the Bluey podcast. Kate McMahon here. I am in the wagon, as always, with Mary Bolling. Hello, Kate McMahon. So nice to see you. Mary, can you feel the love tonight? <gasps> oh, the romance. Just so much romance. It's um, oozing, oozing out of uh, double babysitter like there is no tomorrow. And I am here for it. I am loving this episode so much. Tell you what, you are not the only one. I think. It is fair to say that the Gotta Be Done listeners need more romance in their life, <laughs> going by the number of people who have messaged us saying, when are you going to do double babysitter? <laughs> so, uh, that sounds very reasonable. Uh, all excellent requests. And, yes, we are finally there. Give so, the people what they want. <laughs> and what they want is romance. We want romance. Awkward romance. Do you think this had extra resonance because, I mean, 2020, let's face it, was a bit of a, truck of a year and um yeah I, th- I think there's nothing more uplifting than seeing two nice people find a bit of happiness together Frisky! hey girls Ooh, this is uncle rad hi hi yeah, look, I, I spent a lot of time watching, um, uplifting content of that, <laughs> <laughs> of that variety, um, in 2020, I reckon. Um, but well, let's, let's deep dive this. Are mm. they nice people? What do we know about Rad and Frisky Kate? Ooh. <laughs> well, I'm okay. So I'm guessing that Aunt Frisky isn't actually an actual auntie. I think she's like one of Chili's good friends, maybe. Yeah, I think like- so. Was we we know she was at the wedding. Um, even if uh, Rad's memories of that were a bit vague, which was very funny. <laughs> oh my god, um, there is one in every family. Frisky, have you met Bandit's brother Radley before? Um, yeah. Didn't you fall in the pool at the wedding? Probably. I agree. I think you know to be a godmother, maybe she's been tapped in as a best mate from way back. Um. And yeah, obviously a close enough mate that you can kind of cancel their babysitting appointment at the very last minute as well. Is this, (laughs) is this disorganized chili or is this, um, actually just the level of, you know, trust and, um, give in the relationship? Yeah. Like maybe she lives nearby or something and chili didn't think it would be a big deal. Um, I, there were some conspiracy theories though, I have to say, Mary, online about whether or not this was actually a setup by Bandit and Chili. Oh, like, oh well, we'll get the double babysitter happening in the night. Well, as a parent of small children, do you have time to sneakily set up your friends? Look, it is, <laughs> it is hard enough to find one babysitter, let alone two. For a well, night yet, true. Um, yeah, if if in fact Bandit and Chili have time for such setups, yeah, I think that might be the peak of unattainable goals <laughs> in the Bluey verse. But you know, perhaps it, perhaps it could be something we set ourselves for uh, the year ahead. Yeah, um, not, I'm not hating this theory though because there is something very attractive about seeing another adult being particularly doting with small children. Definitely agree. Um, and yeah, obviously that's, um, you know, already kind of got heartstrings, maybe just vibrating a little bit from the start of this episode. But 
Frisky doesn't even see from the start of this episode just the um the uncle cred that Uncle Rad has where ringing the doorbell, sneaking inside before anyone can answer it and hiding behind the chair. Like to me that is ultimate fun uncle move. <laughs> it was a fun uncle move but also like slightly criminal, didn't you think? Like <laughs> slightly breaking and entering. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Bluey? So we now know that you don't, you know, front doors aren't generally locked at the Healer House, <laughs> so they're obviously in a very good neighbourhood. But um, yeah, look, he's he does seem familiar with the break and enter as well, and I guess that goes back to well, do we know these are nice, good people? Um, there is a bit to hint that maybe Uncle Rad is a bit of a bogan. Are you feeling that? Oh, like. <laughs> Totally. Cares more about his hair than anything else. Works on an oil rig. Very muscular. Like, it is Instagram worthy, his main. Um, <laughs> I have a side rabbit hole that we need to go down oh, immediately, yes, Mary. Yeah. And that is, um, remember back uh, when we were seeing charades and there was the family picture in the background? Mm-hmm. We were like, who is the extra dog on the side? That, as we now know, is Uncle Brad. Um, but he does look a little bit different in that picture from charades to now. And on the day that the episode launched, Costa, um, one of the art directors for Ludo Studios and Bluey, um, went on Instagram and it was a really cute post, but, um, he was basically saying, you know, viewers are saying, Hey, Uncle Rad looks a bit different in Nana's portrait from season two, part one. And I'm saying, ha ha ha. Yeah. What a weird change. He didn't totally go through 20 plus color iterations before becoming the iconic beachy explosion he is now. And <laughs> he is so beachy. I think that's so one of the things beachy. I love most about Rad. So yeah, you can tell he's nailing that color scheme down, yeah, I reckon. The 20 iterations were worth it. I don't know if you've seen this. Can you see that? That's all the different colors. Oh, well, Rad. I, I do remember seeing it. We'll have to post a link. Um, the many faces of Uncle Rad. It did almost look like, you know, he'd he'd gone through a witness relocation program. Like there was something <laughs> a bit suspicious going on. So perhaps that adds to his sort of mysterious element but uh yeah I definitely want to know more about Uncle Rad. Well Costa (laughs) explains that it was pretty much Joe Brum's vision that got the design of Rad over the line he said it took a little bit of uh bit to get used to and he said he's that one friend that can never stick with a hair color choice for longer than a month. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bingo! Really? Yeah that's Oh, yeah, because he's blue. I'm a girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that. My bogan husband, Age, actually had to point (laughs) out to me the most bogan element of Rad, Colin. You only see it for a split second um, after we've agreed that, yes, both uh, Rad and Frisky are going to stay and do the babysit. You see Bandit and Chili leaving and there's two cars out the front, uh, Frisky's little hatchback, you know, Mm. parked where a car is normally parked, and a big black like I'm tipping it's probably a Hilux which is uh, Australia's <laughs> favorite bogan car um parked on the footpath so <laughs> yeah like perhaps there'll be a big reveal in episodes to come it'll actually be frisky that drives the ute and rad's in a hatchback but I don't think so like I feel <laughs> I like so. this is very deliberate kind of um coloring in uh 
the character of Rad and yet yeah, he's he's a lovable bogan. <laughs> we should probably explain what a bogan is. I know we have on the podcast before, but we there are people that probably haven't gone through our entire back catalogue, so we might need to. Um, so for be listening at this point, no, you're uh, international <laughs> listeners, I would describe a bogan. It's a bit like a British chav or an American redneck. It's like someone who is true blue to your guts, <clears throat> Aussie. Yeah. Um, you know, flag, like- toting, beer drinking, all the stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. There's a sliding scale, I feel, of bogans where it can be um it can be pretty innocuous or, you know, there's there's the other end, which is probably a more a redneck end. Um and you know, I feel like redneck is never a compliment, or is it? There's probably people who are proudly redneck, I suppose. I, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Look, like, like, t- well, actually, yeah, I don't know if that's depressing territory to go into uh, American listeners, but let us know. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's, there's a lot of bogan pride in Australia. And actually the um, uh, actor who voices Rad is on an amazing Australian show called Upper Middle Bogan, which I love, Kate. I, I love it too. And um, <laughs> quick synopsis, it's about a, a um, very classy anaesthetist who finds out um, late in life that she is actually adopted and her real-life parents are living out in the edge of the suburbs in a big, we call them McMansions. They're like those tiny little blocks with a huge big house on it, you know, and just decked out with all the, yeah, very- the cringe-worthy Australian Things, you know, they do yeah, drag very, racing, very and- deliberately flashy, and yeah, bogan. There isn't, there is no <laughs> other word for. It. <laughs> but, but in that show, um, Patrick Bramall, um, who voices Rad, is the fairly uptight, I'd say, architect, um, architect husband. Yeah, um, um, yeah, is is definitely non-bogan. So it's nice to see that in um, Bluey, Patrick Bramall's kind of getting to trot out what I assume is his inner bogan because <laughs> he does have that kind of knockabout Aussie actor vibe, which, yeah. <laughs> I have to say. Seems to suit Uncle Rad. He seems to be adding an extra level of like broad Australian sort of uh, to his voice because I've seen Patrick Bramall in lots of stuff like Offspring. He was in Glitch, which where it was amazing. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's never really had this tone before, so – I'm all here yeah, for it, true. though. Actually, probably the closest one is in The Letdown. He played a drug dealer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we know um, Joe Brum loves The Letdown and it was what set him on making Bluey kind of for uh, for kids rather than a commentary on parenting for adults um, mm. because The Letdown was just a, the Australian drama about new parenting and new motherhood that was just already nailing it to the wall um, in terms of, the hilarious moments of parenting. So, yeah, I think um, his character there, not saying Uncle Rad's a drug dealer, just like we haven't <laughs> said that about Uncle Stripe. We're not <laughs> the, the poor healer family and all the ways we haven't maligned them. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely similarities in the voice there. <laughs> Don't worry, Bluey. Who better to do a babysitter put-down than your Uncle Rad? Hello. This might be a good opportunity to talk about Aunt Frisky and her voice. So yes. um, she's done by uh, an amazing comedian called Claudia O'Doherty, um, who won the 2009 Melbourne Fringe. Um, she also has a very quite funny YouTube sketch called Sarah's Channel, which is a total send-up of all those Instagrammy blogger-type people. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's actually on ABC iView. So if you're in Australia and you get sick of Bluey on iView, you can switch across to Sarah's channel. Um, Never. I think, (laughs) (laughs) no, in the unlikely event. But, um, yeah, I think it's like, yeah, influencer in the time of like Armageddon. She's, you know, still, (laughs) still maintaining her kind of contouring makeup routine despite being surrounded by zombies. And it's, it's pretty funny. (laughs) The premise is great. It it gets a bit repetitive, but, um, I really loved her in that. Um, I saw something else recently. Love on on Netflix. Netflix. Did you watch that one? I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my to watch list. We just finished binging the crown, which. Yeah. Oh, wow. So much ages ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, don't go to the crown for your romance needs. No. And actually, I only watched the first couple episodes of Love, but yeah, it was not meeting my romance needs either. Um, but Claudia um, stars in that with Gillian Jacobs from Community. Oh, yeah. Um, who's like, yeah, the main kind of the blonde one in Community. Um, and yeah, that was another one that Joe Brum kind of name checked as what, in, what he was watching a lot of when he started writing Bluey. Which when we spoke to him last week, that was one question I had in my head and forgot oh. to get to. Like, I want to know what he's watching Funny. now. What's going to be like inspiring season three of Bluey? So as soon as we were off that call, I just thought of like a hundred different <laughs> questions that I've been meaning to ask. We're in the same boat, Kate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This next time we'll write them down. I don't know. Well, maybe next time we'll do <laughs> if like. If you're a- going to be interviewing Joe Brum in the near future, call us first. <laughs> we'll give you some questions. <laughs> So oh, one more thing, um, yeah. Claudia O'Doherty is the daughter of Reg Mumbasa, who oh. is the um, artist who did all the, like the Mambo kind of t-shirts from the eighties and nineties, and um, yeah, kind of really a famous Australian artist, um, very much a cartoony style artist, and he's also um, in Mental as Anything. So yeah, she's pretty much like you know Australian art royalty. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and now she's in, like, the piece de resistance of Australian art, which is Bluey. So that's worked out pretty well, I think. Yeah, uh, from one dog on a skateboard to another, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps that was the original inspiration. We'll have to <laughs> see if we can track down some um, Mambo art and share. Tell me why you're not keen on babysitter put-downs. Well, I had one before, but I didn't like it. Oh, why not? It was just too different. So we're getting into the episode and uh, Bluey's upset that she's getting a babysitter put down uh, after having bad experiences previously and not liking them. So uh, they agree that it's it's wise to get to know them a bit better. I mean, this was called 20 Questions, but, man, just this brought home so much to me about like how adults just master small talk and why we only stick with safe (laughs) subjects because like, yeah, it took six questions to basically bring Frisky to her emotional knees. Wait, what's 20 questions? Well, you ask us questions about ourselves and we answer them. It's easy. Go. Why don't you have a wife? First question came in, why don't you have a wife? I was like, boom. (laughs) (laughs) You know, whoa. Here we go. Straight to the point. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Kids just don't do small talk, do they? And bless them. (laughs) Um, It was also a masterclass in uh, 
eyebrow-based communication, I thought, <laughs> from Bluey and Bingo. Um, if you haven't noticed that, I would highly recommend watching it back to sort of see uh, just one eyebrow go up, then the other, and then they go like concave, and then they go convex, and then, um, yeah, just everything the eyebrows are doing is just mesmerizing. Um, and yet I think, you know, pretty, pretty comprehensively catches. Well, adults are confusing. I really, I really can't blame Bingo and Bluey <laughs> for their, yeah, just being so perplexed by the whole thing. <laughs> and that question, um, actually, I, I reckon every single adult who watched this, how many friends do you have? And Frisky oh. goes, oh, three. That's not many. Why have you only got three friends? Well, um, back to him. Surely every other adult at home is just getting their oh, fingers yeah, out and trying to count, God, how would I compare? How many would Bingo accept? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, perhaps we all just need to sign up for kinder and, you know, then you've just got your automatic 20 friends. <laughs> <laughs> and get invited to a year of birthday parties. Oh, yeah, the birthday parties started to, started with you yet, Mayor? Yes, they truly have. So, and, and I think, you know, it's going to be the biggest year of birthday parties ever because everyone missed their birthday party last year because we were in lockdown. Mm. So now every parent has sort of, you know, promised the kid 12 months ago, yep, next year's the birthday party year and now they've got to deliver. So, yeah, it's uh, our, our social calendar is suddenly terrifyingly full. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a weird one when your kids have a better social life than you do, right? So. <laughs> I feel like I'm just making peace with it, to be honest. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here with my three or less friends and... <laughs> And be a chauffeur to birthday parties for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Sounds very relatable. <laughs> Do you want to have children? Yes. Will Bosco be the daddy? Um, no. Bosco and I aren't friends anymore. Um, Bosco. So, did you <gasps> notice the side eye that, um, like that uh, Rad was giving when he heard the name Bosco? Like, who yeah. is this person? Uh, yeah. Um. I don't know. Like, obviously the kids had plenty of questions about it, but it did make me wonder about uh, Rad's emotional intelligence that to everyone watching at home, it's pretty obvious who Bosco is. But <laughs> why isn't Rad picking up on this? Or he just can't, like, he's just too invested in uh, the secret life of Frisky to hold back on the questions. Well, and you know. I, th- I think he was doing the sus. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, who okay. is this, who, who's yeah. this guy and is he still on the scene? You know, like he probably wanted the girls to keep digging that <laughs> hole. <laughs> so he was feeling empowered by their line of questioning that he could just get in on the appropriate, inappropriate questions. Yep, well. <laughs> she's single. <laughs> well, that is a good discovery to make and it, um, paves the way for some pretty cute play once we get outside and uh, finally want to distract from the 20 questions game as well. It was very um, flirty, I have to say, like torch mouse. Oof. Oh, yeah. Meow. <laughs> yeah, I have not played torch mouse, but it's, uh, it's on the list now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, very flirty, very cute. Yes, definitely. Um, And it gets a bit flirtier, uh, of course, in once we get to the girls' bedroom and it's uh, princess stories. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Upside down, did we want to cover that first? Did I skip upside down? Do you think that was 
the key to like the whole he's too muscular comment. Oh, later. do you think that was a like super flex from him? Like, look what I can do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think that was a bit of peacocking. I think it was a bit of like, watch uh-huh. me lift this child up on above my head and show off all my arms. Like, hey, girl. Torch Mouse was fun, but I don't want to do anything else that's different, please. What about this? <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, but before you know it, you get used to it. I have not had the joy of being on um, those kind of swipe left, swipe right apps, but I understand <laughs> that there is a problem with like too many guys posing with their fish and or cars um, <laughs> fish. to be appealing. <laughs> fish. fish as in like fish I just caught, not uh, not here's my goldfish in a bowl. <laughs> Um, but yeah, perhaps if more guys just like posed with, you know, holding their small niece or nephew upside down on the roof, that would, that would actually get a bit more interest from the ladies. It ticks two boxes, likes children and really good arm muscles. Like, yeah, 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 true. So, okay. So Rad, Rad might have, uh, played this tactic before possibly or at least he's very <laughs> attuned to jumping to grabbing an opportunity when he sees one um I did that did that game um or scene uh trigger any memories for you Kate I so my uncle and my father are very very tall people oh so, yeah uh they're both like six foot they say they're six foot four but they're not like my dad is clearly much taller than that um, <laughs> Well, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> okay, fair well, like, enough. Because like, I'm six foot, like I've been measured yeah. and like, yeah, he recently had a knee reconstruction and I reckon he grew like, <laughs> like a, wow. a couple of inches, like just being straight again. But like wedding photos, like like he is a good head above everyone yeah, else. Yeah, for like, sure. And uh, I do have lots of fond memories as a child, albeit being slightly terrified because it's a long way up when you're right oh, up there. Oh, yeah. But, like being thrust into the air by mm. these six-foot giants and just thinking, wow, I'm up really, really high. So, um, yeah, um, they would that sounds like so much fun. Lots of time when I was little. Aww. I did not spend a lot of time near roofs but um, or ceilings even, um, but it did remind me of Mary Poppins and the upside-down mm. teeth on the ceiling Uncle Albert, yeah yes yeah so um maybe uncle rad's channeling uncle albert as well or um i don't know sees mary poppins as the go-to for standards of fun babysitters <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah um yeah i love that i love that scene from mary poppins so that yeah. was a nice shout out if it was there yeah i like it bingo you've gotten heavy come and sit by the campfire i'm trying oh! <laughs> story now prince punching that dragon (laughs) i think all my favorite lines of the episode are just in this one story it's so good (laughs) (laughs) you know it's all going very much to script the prince is there ready to rescue frisky and um yeah she's not interested and her reason for being not interested (laughs) (laughs) um yeah obviously that that show of uh brute strength with bluey earlier not paying dividends (laughs) 
And the princess replied, no thanks. What? <laughs> she didn't like the look of him. Why not? Well, his hair was a bit messy and he was a bit too muscly. You know what I mean, kids? Yeah, she was so unimpressed. It was like, can a man be too muscular? I would argue yes, probably. Like, yeah. Is it a bit like that scene we in like Crazy Stupid Love with um, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling? And um, like, she, like he, she gets him to take off his shirt and then she's like, oh, you're kidding me. Like, because he's absolutely perfect. She's just like... <laughs> She just is like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, is this sort of that moment for them? I'm wondering. Ah, I have not seen it, but it does sound uh, similar. Is, does that have a happy ending? Can we take any hope from ending. that? Yeah, okay, yeah. good, yeah. good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, it's good to have a difficult princess in the mix occasionally. Plenty of people have noted that princesses have been a bit too, um, easy to acquiesce to what the prince wants um <laughs> uh in these sorts of stories so yeah i'm i'm so on board with frisky thinking that maybe actually she'll stick with the dragon <laughs> and a nice book i mean that sounds very yeah, yeah. Like- i'm all about that well while the prince figures it all out she grabs a nice book and lives happily ever after the end what i'm not sure i I'm happy with the final message that they're going to do it for the children. <laughs> See, that for me, Mary, was my line. I loved that. For the sake of the children, they get married oh, and then he's like, I'll take it. I just thought that was perfect. It is such a good line. Up there with, man, this princess is hard to rescue. <laughs> so is that your line of the episode, Mary? Oh, yeah, perhaps we're getting to that a bit early, but I Mm. think that is, yes. Mm, Nice. Yeah, well, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where do you want to go to from here? Well, I think um, we start to get to the serious kind of point of the episode from here, Mary, and that is, you know, like just because you have a bad previous experience doesn't mean that you can't keep trying. Yeah. And, um, you know, we really do get this sense I guess between the 20, 20 questions and between uh, this story that Frisky might have been pretty badly burned either yeah, by yeah. a prince or a dragon. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, and, and I love that um, sort of that message that comes through, I guess, when she's tucking Bluey into bed. It's almost like this culmination of everything that's happened in the evening uh, when Bluey is really upset, like, please don't watch TV and then it all comes pouring out. And what a beautiful message from Frisky as well as like that message like you can't but you have to give it a go anyway. Like Yeah. I mean, um, that's life. Like you can't. So perfect. Like it kind of sideswiped me. I, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention up to then in the episode, but I'm like, oh, it's all come together. Like, <laughs> like, well, how am I like still, you know, not expecting that in Bluey? Who knows? But, yeah, it plot and the pacing was so nuanced that yeah it wasn't you know here is the moral it really just snuck it in and it was gorgeous yeah it was perfect I I loved it too uh yeah that whole you know because because life is hard right like and you get hurt and it's painful so you know like the fact that like she's kind of not sugarcoating it she's not saying oh no this one will be perfect or great she's like you can't guarantee it but you're gonna have to give it a go And I just think, what a great lesson in resilience for kids in general. It's great. You just had a bad one, kid. This one will be different. We promise. 
But how can I know for sure it won't happen again? You can't. But you have to give it a go anyway. Or you'll be stuck in a tower with a stinky dragon forever. Uh, less great. Did you know that there's a deck off the girl's bedroom? <laughs> yeah, because Greenie goes off into the world from there. Oh, yeah. I was trying to picture an episode that had it, and all I was coming up with um, was Zoo, um, which you don't see the deck, but mm. Dad somehow gets in the window. So I'm glad to know the deck is there and that Dad didn't have to just climb up the side of the house and come <laughs> in the window. <laughs> Um, that has put a lot of, you know, the things I lie awake thinking about at night to rest. So that's good. Um, Last question for Joe. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Okay. Greenie. Yeah. Has there been another episode? I feel like it's a late addition to the healer house. (laughs) I mean, this house is just the, the evolving thing, isn't it? Um, cause the show was in Chilean bandits. Yeah. Did we see you do house? see a random deck in um, uh, Chicken Rat, um, which gets a mention in this episode as well. I love how all the names of games they might play come up and just how confused the babysitters yeah, are. Go that. Away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't know. Perhaps it's been there all along, but yeah. I was surprised. I am. It's a nice addition. Oh, yeah, well, very necessary for romance, as it turns out. How how would you feel, though, if your four-year-old could get out onto a deck in the middle of the night? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, not keen. Not keen at all. Um, (laughs) It's the only shampoo I like. The shampoo is great, but the conditioner, I don't rate the conditioner. Nah, me neither, but, you know, you can't get around with open follicles. It did look very romantic, though, lying there in the moonlight, you know, just chatting uh, about almond milk shampoo. Yes, it really did. We even uh, see a bit of uh, dual long dog action. Even the long dogs are getting in on the romance, so uh, keep an eye out in that scene. Um, yeah, I don't – is – Almond milk shampoo, which was, of course, kind of the first when in the 20 questions, that was the first kind of click that, or maybe these guys have something in common and they want babies, which Mm. is always good. Are those two things enough to build a relationship on? Well, there's more than that, isn't there? Because there's the girls. Yeah, true, true. Like the general healer connection. Uh, They both seem very caring, both good at games. Okay, quite good looking. Right. there's a lot here, I guess. They both live in Houston. Um, I mean, same postcode. That's got to be an advantage <laughs> in a relationship, especially in COVID times, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, just in case there's a five kilometer radius limit, suddenly <laughs> yeah. down. It's very handy to be in the same postcode. Um, yeah, I guess so. I just, I just kind of fixated on the almond milk thing, and I'm like, you know, all the times I've just taken one one fact one glimmer of like well that is obviously the evidence that I am meant to spend the rest of my my life with this person (laughs) (laughs) um and gone oh you you know is this gonna work but I guess we already know that answer because we've seen Christmas Swim (laughs) we have and um Mr Brum himself said the other week you know he imagined that they were perhaps engaged at that point and down the track, we may see healer winning because I am I am all here for blue bingo flower girls. Like it, it has to happen. Well, international listeners probably don't know this, but 
um, wedding, like, I guess this is a thing around the world as well, um, you know, TV wedding events. But when Kylie Minogue got married on Neighbours in Australia in the 80s, like, I think people got the day off. Is that that's the impression <laughs> I get? I, I don't know what happened really, but well, it was people talk about it as if it was the most exciting thing that ever happened. The like kitchen, a royal wedding. The kitchen from Neighbours with Charlene Scott's wedding cake inside it is still at the Melbourne Museum. It wow. is it is embalmed for all time so that people can go in and see the cake. I don't actually know the story of that um, fictional couple. Is there a reason that the cake didn't get eaten? Um, like, did someone <laughs> die on their wedding night or something like that? Oh like, was it, no, I don't know. Was it crossed? No? Okay. Well, anyway, I'm sure Rad and Frisky will have a much better outcome than that. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a good outcome, Mary. Neither of us watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> you but I'm very suspicious that the cake hasn't been eaten. Okay, so, so much romance in this episode, but also ahead. Uh, Kate, oh, was there music in this? <laughs> Probably, but I was too caught up in the in the romance to really pay attention oh, to Oh, well, I'm sure the music was very romantic then, thinking about it. But, uh, yeah. It was super um, fun. Yeah, let's just yeah, there. So um, many stars, a beautiful moon, like, yeah. They really set the scene in this episode. It was all gorgeous. And who was your most valuable player, do you think, Mare? <clears throat> I loved Rad from the get-go, but I think Frisky taking it up a notch both with Torch Mouse and with Contrary Princess, mm. I, I th- thought that just saved the whole babysitting experience and was perfect. So, yeah, yeah Frisky for me. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I, I think it's Aunt Frisky all the way, and I kind of wish she was my auntie. Like you know, she just Bet. seems like the cool person that you'd want in your life. She, like even with her little scrunchy and things, like <laughs> so she cute. just seemed very cool, don't you think? Like I yeah. think so, cool but not not too cool. Cool no. in a very accessible way, which yeah. I love. He's good. He rescued the princess. Only because he likes prince-punching dragons. Tomorrow he'll be off in search of another princess. Hey, um, I've got some we know that now. Oh, um, yes. A couple very random ones. The first one came across my desk from a new correspondent called My Spotify Suggested Songs Playlist. Oh, okay. <laughs> which, um blew my mind because uh just randomly you know do you listen to those playlists that spotify curates for you yeah Yeah. how do you go do you like them i generally like them but i think spotify just gets so confused as to what music i like like it's always got about 10 of them on the go for me so okay i have that same problem And um, this particular playlist had all sorts of things in it, including Slim Dusty singing Waltzing Matilda. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which, yeah, look, they know me pretty well. I, I feign outrage, but, yeah, fair. It also had a song <laughs> called Music for a Found Harmonium by the Penguin Cafe Orchestra, although actually it wasn't the Penguin Cafe Orchestra version. It was an artist called Patrick Street covering this song, Music for a Found Harmonium, and... Almost note for note, it was the music from Takeaway. No which, way. Yes. 
time, you know, we talked about it being like kind of rising tension and, and, you know, perhaps like a bit of Irish kind of fiddle in there or something. Um, but yeah, it is, I assume, a harmonium. And this song is, um, by a band called Penguin Cafe Orchestra, which has an amazing back catalogue. Um, when I actually looked them up, I'd always assume they were from Tasmania because there's a place called Penguin there, but no, that's just the name of the band. They're actually from Europe. Um, and yeah. It's. I've put it into the Bluey playlist that we've got on Spotify, and yeah, I am sending it to you, Kate, because your mind will be blown as well. So okay, I look forward to this. Also used in the movie uh, Napoleon Dynamite, this same Patrick Street version. So oh. I do not know how my Spotify knew I needed to know this. Like all I can think is maybe it's in like Joff Bush's one of his playlists, <laughs> and, and uh, that is like you know Spotify knows I listen to a lot of Bluey music. I don't know, but yeah. So that was uh, a we know that now that is you know been nearly two years coming, that and yeah, epic. I'm so excited. I salute you. That is amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to I can't wait to listen to it. I've been um because I've been listening to that other podcast you recommended um the sixty songs oh. from the nineties. Has your life changed? Is it's it amazing? It's so good. But I went down a big notorious B.I.G. Um, wormhole today as a result because <laughs> I was just like, yeah, like. I am learning oh my, so much. It's uh, amazing. It's such a fun podcast. It just picks one 90s song and the presenter, who's an American music writer for, oh, I don't even know who, um, uh, one of one of them, not Pitchfork, one of the others. <laughs> one of um, them. But anyway, he is just a comedic genius and just takes you straight back to you know his posted bedroom and what he was intensely feeling in the 90s when he was listening to these songs and then you know takes it out to what the whole world was intensely feeling and I love it I love it too I mean yeah I was like cruising in the ghetto with his description (laughs) of like Brooklyn and uh, well, you say you deep dive Notorious B.I.G. I listened to the um, Snoop and Dre episode, Ain't Nothing But a G Thing. Oh, nice. As the G stands for gangster. So <laughs> a lot of emotional uh, labor to do in the getting across um, uh, American hip hop world. <laughs> but, oh, well, I- I'm happy to do that. <laughs> That's okay. Like I was re-listening to like Juicy and um no, what was the other one I was listening to? It's like more money, more more problems or so. And I was just like, oh my god, these lyrics! Like I actually understand them now. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow, I can't believe I used to just sing along with this blindly as a child and not really understand what I was saying. Anyway, yeah, it was, ah, like, it was, it was a it was a moment. Yeah. Cool. Ah, podcasts. You learn so much. You do learn so much. Uh, And if you would like to continue learning with us, which if you'd like to see, maybe we can post some of the iterations of Rad and all his colourful glory. Oh, we should definitely do that. Oh, we should definitely. Um, You can find us online. We are um, at Bluey Pod on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Bluey Podcast on Twitter. You can email us. It's blueypod at gmail.com. And you can find us at Um, Mary, I also want to say if people want to see a little bit extra Mary Bowling, they can follow oh. your excellent new podcast. <laughs> they uh, should. Yeah, which is How to Change a Life, and it's excellent. Uh, oh, do you want to tell us a little bit um, more? Oh, look, it's a work project, but I'm going to say – almost as fun as doing got to be done. No, that is obviously not true, but it is um, 
because I work for CQ University, I get the joy of being a bit of a storyteller there, which has recently expanded out to podcasts. And yeah, How to Change Your Life is basically after the hell that was 2020, so many people just thinking, right, I am, you know, I'm going to be making some big changes. Um, yeah, so many people um, in and around our world um, have done that. And I've just been chatting to some of the most interesting ones. Um, everyone probably knows at this point, I love podcasts, but yeah, uh, making this one has been amazing. So you can just search how to change a life uh, wherever you get your podcasts and check it out. Thanks, yeah. Kate. No worries. I've been listening. I really, really enjoying Kate it so far. Just a supportive friend. No, it was excellent. There was a great one about a woman who set up an enterprise for private chefs. And now I think next yes. time we go to Queensland, we definitely need to do this. Well, uh, that enterprise, yeah, is straight out of Queensland. So it's practically bluey. <laughs> Except there's a way to eat delicious food at home. Um, so yeah, you should definitely look into Gather uh, when you listen to the podcast. And yeah, we should definitely get a romantic evening catered at home by mm. one of their private chefs. I'm sure <laughs> Rad and Frisky somewhere are already yep, doing that. As we speak, absolutely. Um, <laughs> we're going to be back next week, Kate. It's been a romantic joy. Uh, in the meantime, it's got to be, be done. done. Bye. Uh, princess? Okay, fine. For the sake of the children, they get married. The end. Hooray! I'll take it.